Also, Chip Tooth Podcast book coming out next year. Good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> just a little plug in there <laughs> on the in his prologue. We should write a just a stupid book. We should put out a picture like a color book, coloring book. <laughs> coloring. I can't even speak. Yeah, coloring book. Yeah, um, choose your adventure book. How would we do that? Well, like it'll be like the first page is like it'll. We only have to write one page, and then it'll be like if you did this, pick this page, turn to this page, and oh, then you, all of those pages will say like. You're dead. <laughs> That'd be funny. Except for like one page. Yeah, the the you're dead book. That's all it would be. So there's only one right answer. Book. <laughs> Welcome to Chip Tooth Podcast, episode number nineteen. Uh, on today's episode, <laughs> I don't know. We're, we're just gonna dramatic. wing it. We're gonna wing it like wing it like we always do. So um, I'm Nick. I'm Ben. And uh, this is Chip Two Podcast episode 19 yet again. Okay. Um. So the first thing that I wanted to get to because I think it's just kind of an offhand story. I don't think it's gonna take too much time. But uh, Ninja, you know the streamer Ninja. Uh, Fortnite guy. Yeah, he has 22 million subscribers on YouTube and 14 million on Instagram and Twitch. He's got like insane money. Yeah, uh, he was, he was, um, he wasn't that, he wasn't that big of a streamer. I mean, he he was pretty big already, but then he played with Drake last year or whatever, and then he just fucking blew up. So over the past year, he's been the the top paid streamer whatever he's making millions of dollars off of right. endorsements off of uh just streaming in general people just sending him fucking donations and stuff which is fucking gay yeah sure it's Shit. just money he already has yeah but um anyways he's coming out with a book and it's actually uh sort of two books uh, he's, so he's writing the book i don't know man but if if I had to guess, somebody's probably going to be sitting down asking him questions and ghostwriting the book for him. Right. Um, but he, he doesn't have time. He doesn't I'm, have time to just sit there and write a book. He doesn't have time. What does he do? He plays I'm, video games all day. What I'm saying is, he's going to lose money by writing a book instead of. You think he's going to lose money on this book? <laughs> well, how does he make his money, right? Streaming. Yes, but but what I'm saying is, if he's smart, I mean, obviously he's he's not going to write the book himself, and if well, he yeah. is. I doubt. I don't think he streams for eight hours a day. He uh, streams at night for most part. Now that he, yeah, now that he's so popular, he probably streams for ten minutes a day. Yeah, well, <laughs> um, but the the book is going to be called Ninja: Colon Get Good, and it's it's a book about how like he's trying to teach people how to be good at video games. Okay, that's but, interesting. <sighs> My my issue with this is like, what the fuck are you gonna tell somebody to make them good? Like, you, honestly, with video games, either you have it or you don't. And if you don't, you literally have to sit there and just fucking grind and play nonstop until you get good. All right. So that's what he's gonna write in the book. Basically. Hey, just play until you, your fingers hurt. So and he's then don't a, play anymore. He's a PC player, and it says like uh, what what it's gonna be about. Like what it's going to have, some of the things. How to build a gaming PC. How to practice and improve in your favorite games. 
how to build a competitive team, and how to form an online community. So basically, it's a marketing book. Sounds like a TED Talk. It sounds like... But he's going to make more money off it. sounds like he's going to make millions of dollars off of 10-year-old kids who are going to buy this book thinking that it's going to... Because they, they don't know the fuck, uh, <laughs> like, what they're getting into. Because basically, like, everybody kind of goes through that phase uh, where you have this influencer. Right. Like, at some age, like, you see celebrities and you're like, wow, like, these guys are the best. Yeah, I got to be that they're guy. Amazing. I want to be just like him. And then they're like, or they her. try to sh- sell something to you, right? Right. And, and it, it's like, oh, you want to be, you want to do this and that? Just buy this three easy step plan from me. Yeah. And, and, and if <clears throat> I was lucky enough that when I went through phases like that, my parents were like, are you sure? It seems kind of like a waste of money to me. I don't think you're going right. to follow through with it. But the problem is, is that with this, with it being a book, parents would be like, oh, it's a book. Yeah. Like that, that's at least somewhat. And then the like, book's going to be like, oh yeah, go buy this, this, and this. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, if he's writing about building a, a gaming PC. He probably I, has stock in the items he's going to. I was be, about to say, I wonder if he's getting sponsored by the products that he's going to be pushing for the PC gaming. Right. Uh, I, I don't know. I mean, he could literally just use really just generic item names mm-hmm. instead of using company names, but who knows? And then the rest of the book is marketing <laughs> like how to market yourself to make money playing video games see that seems like the chunk of the book because that's like maybe give us his story and what he did among other things like oh yeah make sure and do this on tuesdays and then on the next day make sure you market this yeah or something like that but like all the tools and utilities type stuff seems like something he could just put a list out and be like hey get this stuff because put it in a book He's probably got to be generic because there's new products like every year. That's true. They're better, bigger, whatever. Yeah. I, I think um, <clears throat> that, I mean, I, I went through a streaming phase myself. And if I had a better computer, I would still be, I would probably still be streaming because right. right now I have a hardware issue. My computer doesn't keep up with the necessary CPU and right. RAM and stuff. So, um, but the. Um, Sounds like you need his book. I don't need his book because I'm not going to build a PC because that costs thousands of dollars. No, thanks. Just sell um, the dog. I've, I've looked the into house, it. Get divorced. I'm not. Oh, yeah, because the divorce is going to be free. <laughs> I'm just saying that's how you got uh, the only yeah. way to build a PC right now. That sounds about right. But um, but the second book they're going to be releasing is called Ninja colon or Ninja's Notebook is what it is. Ninja's Notebook. Okay. So what that is is a journal with stickers, writing prompts, like blank pages for people who are, who get it to like write about uh, their so this experience. Is the kid thing is. So for me, this is better than just the book that he's trying to sell. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a Mad Libs book brought to you by Ninja. Well, the reason why this is better is because at least with writing prompts and stuff like that, you're getting the kids to fucking think and write and actually do something creative as opposed to just, just telling them like, Hey, here's how to market yourself, which is good stuff to have from a young age, I guess. Good. Uh, good to be looking at it from a young age, but still, I mean, what good is that going to do a 10 year old? Right. Well, um, yeah, especially just like a run of the mill 10 year old. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, I mean, there, there's a kid who, um, who opens gifts or not gifts. He opens toys 
on YouTube, and oh, he's yeah. the high, he was the highest paid this past year, whatever. It's twenty two million dollars. He just like reviews, yeah, like, unboxes, and he toys. just plays with them, yeah. Uh, which I'm sure his parents have a lot to do with the marketing of that, but um, well, I think yeah, because that one, because like number one people that watch YouTube a lot of the times are like little kids, kids, yeah, because parents don't know how to fucking parent. Like, here's an iPad with YouTube, <laughs> yeah. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I guess I, I think that 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 the notebook is much better than the book itself because the book has is going to have nothing in there that you can't look up online. It sounds like, I mean, possibly, maybe not by his own choosing, but there's like two different like uh, target audiences here because obviously being him being so popular with younger people, I mean, having that book that is a book that a younger person is going to thrive on or have fun with and then putting out something else that for like, say, the hope i mean obviously he may be targeting a older age there like maybe the teens or something it he said that the book is for gamers 10 and up both of them interesting they're, they're sort of like um we call um i mean they're gonna be released alongside each other so i don't know if it's gonna be like a package deal like you buy this book and you get the notebook or what it is hmm. but um it seems like both of them are meant to be targeted towards Ten and up. So I mean, people who are at an age where gaming is starting to probably be a bit more of a more than just like something you do every now and then or whatever with your parent, with your dad, or with your mom or whoever. And it's now becoming a thing that like you're actually it's your hobby, right? Where you sit down, you play it on your own, and dedicate a lot of time to it. And maybe it could be good as far as kind of maybe it'll spark that entrepreneurial um, or give them that entrepreneurial spark to some kids who maybe later down the line will attribute Ninja's book to being like the thing that really sent them over the edge to become right. like these big internet sensations or whatever. Right. Um, and I guess, I mean, nowadays we have that, like there's plenty of, I honestly can't think of one right now, but I'm sure there's plenty of books now that came out, you know, 10 years ago that helped people today that are like people like ninja or other people it's probably not a book about how to be better at video games but you know same kind of premise but for more practical means i guess for me the just the tagline or like what it's supposed to what what he what's being presented as or presented as is like is, is disingenuous to me and i think it's stupid um because if a kid just sees a the ninja's like, hey, I've got a book that's going to tell you all my tips and secrets about how to oh, how to be the that. best. So I gotta like, get that. Obviously, kids are gonna be like, oh, I really want that book just because Ninja said because <laughs> Ninja wrote it, quote unquote, wrote it. But also, the kids are gonna go into it thinking like this is the like this is gonna be the Bible. It's gonna tell me exactly how to live my life to be the best. And like these tips and tricks are gonna be what I'm just all of a sudden gonna be this amazing gamer, right? But then they're gonna read it and realize, holy shit! Like this is all basically just telling me I need to practice. Right. I just need to grind. <laughs> basically, all that the, that book's gonna say as far as how to get good at playing video games. Um, just thinking about how many Christmas lists next year are gonna or this year just be the new Ninja book and a twenty-four pack of G Fuel. <laughs> G Fuel. <laughs> the book comes out on August twentieth. If anybody's interested. Um, but. I don't know. I, I honestly feel like this whole book is just something you can look up online. Like, the amount of 
I, obviously, I don't use the marketing research that I've done for this podcast at all. I don't fucking market this <laughs> at all. I'm terrible at it. Or terrible about it on this, but that's why we need Ninja's book on podcasting. Maybe we do. Um, if he has one, <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I mean, these are the only two books he has. Maybe there's another somebody else we don't even know. Yeah, probably. Like, but, hey, I'm bad at marketing this, but here's a book on how to podcast. Yeah. Um, but I was just, you know, um, and then in a year we put out our own book. Hell yeah. And then, this book <laughs> really inspired me. That's the whole book. <laughs> this whole book is, uh, basically a ripoff of Ninja's book. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean like you can, I've done so much marketing research and it's all free. Like literally all you have to do is just look oh, like things up to, online. How to endorse yourself. Basically. Sort of. Yeah. I mean, you go on, you, you find a bunch of different articles that seem to be from people who actually know what they're talking about. And then you kind of just pick and choose sections of those articles or of those blogs or whatever. And you kind of meld them together for something that actually works for your product right. that you're trying to market. And it's, um, and then after that, after using your research, then it's just trial and error essentially. And that's where it gets hard. Right. So, he can give you all the tips and tricks that he wants. He'll just streamline all of that. Well, I'm saying like he, he can give you all the tips and tricks that he wants. Like here, like here is the list of things you need to do to create a competitive team and how to start getting noticed as a competitive team. But then the hard work starts where you actually have to play really, really well. Right. You have to play against the top tier players in the world. Um, right. who already wrote their own books and on how to do it. <laughs> yeah, like, as far as Call of Duty goes, you start playing against freaking Optic Gaming, you right. go up against Skump and those guys, and they're absolutely insane. Like, they've been playing... Optic Gaming has been a competitive team, well, competitive, since, since competition started for Call of Duty. MLG. Yeah, but back in MW2... They were trick shotters and stuff like that, right? So they just, I mean, just because they played a lot, they got good at the game in general. And then once competitive started, they were like, they start, um, you know, they're already running the table because they've been playing for right. five years and they were already the top tier. Um, right. Whereas with this, you're starting at a serious disadvantage. Like anybody who's trying to start a new team, you're at a serious disadvantage and the grind is going to be real. You're going to play against shit teams that you make you feel like holy crap i should be we should be like way top tier and then you play a mid-tier team and they just beat the fuck out of you because you're like <laughs> oh got a big head my bad so i mean like not only do you have to work on gun skill on building as far as fortnite goes building all this stuff but then you also have to work on just working as a team if you have a if you have a, i mean it just turned into a lot of hard work that Sounds i don't like, think kids are going to be expecting just put out like a uh should write like the prologue to his book yeah and just put it out as nick's prologue to uh ninja's whatever book yeah just be like all right so this book's gonna tell you a lot of shit but let's be real let's be real you are not going to be good enough to make any of this work one <laughs> percent of you may benefit possibly <laughs> and yeah, it's well, probably the top percent all of you might benefit honestly so here's my prologue Okay. For those go. of you who are purchasing Ninja Get Good, uh, I would say that all of you will most likely benefit from something in this. However, the only people that will actually be able to turn it into something that will make them extremely famous or a lot of money 
right. is going to be point zero 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 one percent. So enjoy the book. Take what you can, but don't expect much. Also, Chip Tooth Podcast book coming out next year. Good. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> a little plug in there <laughs> on the in his prologue. We should write a just a stupid book. We should put out a picture like a color book. Coloring book. <laughs> Coloring. I can't even speak. Yeah. Coloring book. Yeah. Um, Choose your adventure book. How would we do that? Well, like it'll be like the first page is like it'll, we only have to write one page, and then it'll be like if you did this, pick this page, turn to this page, and oh, then you, all of those pages will say like you're dead. <laughs> that would be funny. Except for like one page. Yeah the the you're dead book. That's all it would be. So there's only one right answer book. <laughs> yeah. yeah a super fun adventure book. Um, yeah, I mean, and then I was actually recently, I was watching um, the Anaheim tournament for Call of Duty World League. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was actually this past weekend. Um, but I was talking to, to my buddy Dylan, who listens. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Dylan. Uh <laughs> the computer just goes, hey. <laughs> hey, what's up? Uh, but I was talking to him while I was watching it. I just had him on Discord, and we were just talking while we were, while we were uh, watching Optic Gaming play. Right. And I was thinking about it, and I said, you know, what's so weird is that all of this competitive play started with trick shotters on YouTube. Right. Like, it was just uh, groups of friends who got really good with a sniper rifle, and started posting all these videos, completely created what is right. now competitive Call of Duty. Right. It just obviously evolved. And it's just, it's crazy because it started off as a third party thing completely. So like MLG or Game Battles or whatever. Yeah. They had, um they created basically a third party website, uh, which just paired you up with other teams or other players mm-hmm. to play against. And then you create a private match and played. Yep. And now it's gotten so popular that it's integrated. And they make millions of dollars off of competitive gaming because they get sponsorships. And they have 40,000 people watching at a time, which isn't a lot, honestly. It's pretty mm-hmm. shockingly it's it's shockingly low. For, <clears throat> for gaming videos, basically, though. Yeah, but, uh, but I mean, Call of Duty, like, they go to arenas. They play... Uh, they have announcers. They have sponsors that flash up on the screen. They have. Um, it, it's yeah, just. It's very high production, really. It's just like going to a basketball game or something. Yeah, it's crazy because it went. It literally went from people with a a shitty version of an Elgato, uh, which they didn't. Yeah, have, I don't think capture. they're around yet. Basically, just a, a shitty screen capture. I used to do it uh, <laughs> with some friends of mine. Um, they were just. You spend hours trying to hit one shot. Right. Then you finally get, then you finally hit the shot and you upload onto YouTube. And then people were making montage videos or whatever and then making thousands of dollars on YouTube from it for AdSense, you know? Yeah. And then you create an industry out of that. That's, that's all that happened. It's right. so weird to think about because now it's such an integral part of video games. Competitive play is right. so integral. And, Obviously, there was always competitive play with the older games, but Call of Duty never had it until... like It never was integrated until really recently, maybe three games ago. And World War II, I think, was the first one that actually, in menu, they had... Uh, your team was connected to um, 
to MLG or whatever to the game battles. And once you got a game, you went into the game, like basically the game battle option on the menu. Right. And you were already in the lobby with the team that you're playing against. Like, that's crazy. Right. And now they have competitive for non-professional players too, uh, embedded in the game on the on Black Ops Four. It's super interesting the way this has gone down, and it's it sucks honestly because because <laughs> now it's so not interesting. Fun. It's not fun now. Well, yeah. I don't know. It, it was it was it's, it's completely different. Have because you're injecting money and and not necessarily greed or something like that, but you're injecting this fame or whatever into competition. I mean, that, that's into, not even into like a, a thing that was a hobby and a relaxing thing. You just did for fun. I yeah. Guess. I, I mean, is that why you think it sucks? Or do you no, think more? I think it sucks that, um, with it being integrated, you still have to go to, to game battles to get a good game because, you're st- you're basically because Call of Duty World League they tried to set it up so that um, so you have like ranking systems and stuff right so uh, shit players don't play against like top tier players right but until you get to maybe the top two tiers there is such a wide margin that if you're so here it is right um, there's a, the group that is the worst eighty percent. Right or in one group, and then uh, if you're within the top twenty percent, you're in this group. But once you're in the top ten or what, or the top five, and then top one percent or whatever. Mm-hmm. So those are the ranking. That's like the the division system. Uh, I'm in the top twenty percent. But what's crazy is that the top twenty percent is super wide range. So you'll you can go up against players who are just scrubs, and then you also can go up against players who should be probably in the top. In, in the top five or top ten or whatever. But the p- reason why they aren't is because they just had a couple off games when they did the placement. Well, it's that, too, because people do that. They have, what is it called? You have two accounts. Like a, You have, like, a nerf account. Yeah. And then you just, so you can practice in the lower and then get, mm-hmm. have, like, two accounts just to play in whatever. Yeah. I mean, we, I, I play, I used to play a lot with uh, with some buddies of mine and Dylan being one of them. And, you know, just busy now. I'm a married man. I don't play as much, but... Uh, we were we were pretty good. We had a good team, and it just, you know, I mean, it gets it's it's boring, and it's there's that extra step that you have to go to go to a third party and set up a match and fucking wait five minutes for somebody to accept the match, and then right, people right. constantly disputing games, and it just gets super frustrating. And we don't play, and even when we do play video games now, we're playing like Battlefront because we wanted something different, right? Because Call of Duty is just boring. Right, Something, like after a little while, you know. It's and now just, you get the new one coming out, right? Modern Warfare. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, I, did we talk about this already? I don't know. Did we talk about E three last time? Yeah, we did. E three just happened. I don't know if we last, if last week if we spoke about Modern Warfare, but um, pretty sure we may have touched on it. If if we have, I'm sorry, but if not, um, so it's gonna be following uh, one of the main characters from. Uh, Modern Warfare 2 and Modern Warfare th- well I guess it's just Modern Warfare 2 but I don't know if this is supposed to be a prequel I'm right. assuming it's a prequel because it's Modern Warfare not, Mo- Mo- not Modern Warfare 4 or whatever right um, who knows I mean it could also just be like a 
rebranding or a, a reboot. It seemed that that's what it seems like. It seems like it's not going to be the same story, but it's following a, some a, one of the characters who was in it. Right. Um, just like a different story in the same kind of world, even though the whole trailer is uh, there's new rules and a there's a new thing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I just all I want and all any Call of Duty player has ever wanted is Modern Warfare 2 Remastered. The exact same game, just redo the graphics. That's all I want. Give it to me. So they haven't done that yet? No. 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 They did... um, Yeah, something got remastered recently, didn't it? They did... uh, What was it? Um, Call of Duty 4, right? Uh, I don't know. They they did a Call of Duty 4 remaster. Um, So... War at uh, World at War or something? Yeah, World at, at War. war. Um, but it, it's just you know I don't know Call of Duty. They, or World War Two, right? Well, that that's that's a new game. That 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 was one of the newer ones. Oh okay. Um, but I don't know. Call of Duty has been like quote unquote hinting at um doing a Modern Warfare Two reboot, or, right? Or just just a remaster, and they never do it. Um. <laughs> So fuck Call of Duty. <laughs> um, also, I have a feeling that if they remaster it, they're gonna ruin it somehow. I don't know. I, I want mean, the game to be the exact same. Yeah, I mean that. That be. I mean, I guess there's there's definitely a market for it, but it's yeah, it's them having to choose whether to work on new IP or put out this exact same game with a new decor. You know. Well, I mean, like thus far. Uh, I guess it's Infinity Ward that does has been doing the um, or Infinity Ward has been doing the remasters. I guess no uh, Infinity. I don't the, know if Infinity Ward's even a part of it anymore. Oh Holy you, shit! Just talking about the production yeah. studio or whatever. Either way, uh, the ones that have been getting the reboots have or the remasters have been um, from the Modern Warfare chain. So you know it, it switches off. So they have a production company that does the, the Black Ops. Mm-hmm. games and uh basically alternating games are right, from different right. companies um treyarch used to do they did like advanced treyarch did black ops uh one two um three and i don't know either way <laughs> i'm getting way bogged down in the weeds here and i don't know enough <laughs> about it anymore um either way they they've been doing they, they've been doing plenty of releasing new IP plus um, a remaster. A remaster. So if they wanted to, they 100% could do it. They just aren't going to because they're assholes. Right. And um, if they don't do it in the next couple of years, I'm never buying a Call of Duty again. <laughs> it's a bold statement. It's a blatant lie is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, God. They're going to listen to this and be like, Oh, shit, I guess we have to do it. We're going to lose Nick. Yeah, one of our top fucking people <laughs> bought every game since uh, Modern Warfare 2, which isn't all of them, obviously. Um, <coughs> there was something I was going to talk I was going to branch off of that from and I just completely lost myself in that train about games. Yeah. I don't remember. Whatever. What do you have? Well, was- why I think about this? I mean, you were talking about something. I was talking oh, we were talking. You were talking about Ninja's book. Yep. Or whatever. And but anyway, I I was trying to help you branch back. But the other thing that I had uh, written down was the new 
re-release that Avengers is going to do uh, with new scenes and a new bonus ending, like uh, post-credits roll yep, scene. Let's milk this thing to death. Yeah. Let's fucking which, milk it until it dies and then beat the shit out well, of it. Yeah. And I was, like we were talking about earlier, um, it's because it is a good movie, like just the base end game ending like the 10-year span of movies, but now doing this maybe a, a deluxe edition or whatever you want to call it remastered director's mm-hmm. cut whatever edition uh with these other scenes and maybe this will lead more into the new mcu and what they're trying to do now so we'll see what that happens but then i realized the only reason they're doing it is really to make a bid for the top grossing movie because they're like within striking distance of avatar which is like number one right now so it's it's kind of a cheap thing to do but I guess I mean people are gonna go see it, so and it's cool because they're you know they're grabbing you with new scenes and new uh, post credits rolls. So like I mean that'll be that'll be cool. But it does seem like a bit of a money grab and I mean, a bit of a fame grab, I guess. At least they're giving you something new with it, so they're giving some sort of added value. But also, like you said, it's kind of a money grab. They're being shitty and they just won't let the fucking movie lay or yeah. lie, whatever. Well, yeah, it was like they're. I mean, it was it broke all kinds of records and whatnot. But it is two still, billion dollars in the first. Yeah, something nuts. Whatever, first week or first two weeks. But yeah, now that they're re-releasing, we'll see what that does, and if see if that if that doesn't push him over like the Avatar number one spot. Like it'll just be funny if it doesn't make it. I want to know how in the world Avatar got that much. Like how they became the top grossing movie. Uh, James Cameron, I yeah. guess. It just, it just doesn't make huge, any sense to me. Huge movie. It's not that good of a movie. Eh. It's just like, what, Pocahontas again? Yes, it's Pocahontas, but they have... Uh, just in space. Uh, crippled people using <laughs> blue, big blue men. Well, just, yeah, Jake Sully. Yeah, and it's just, I don't know. It That movie was not that impressive to me. Like, the only thing that was semi-impressive, was, I guess, was the visuals. Well, uh... But, I got news for you. What's up? You got to get ready for the next 10 years because there's good, they're going to put out five more or four more Avatar movies. I know. I'm not watching them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just, it's like, well, I think we talked about this, but yeah, Disney putting out their next huge list of all the new Star Wars movies, all the new Avatars, all the new Marvel, all that crap. I know I've said this over. before, but how can you guarantee a good movie if you haven't even seen what the script's going to be like there's no there is no sort of vetting process for the movie at this point because they already announced like hey we're going to have six more star wars or whatever not to mention like changes in writers changes in directors i mean each project is already planned but yeah they before the filming before pre-setup even starts you know it's already have a has a date to come out so i mean those dates can get pushed around a little bit but it's, just, uh, it's, it's so also annoying. Disney, so they. It's not that they're not going to put out a bad movie, but they're not going to not put out movies over the next, you know, however many years. So yeah, but I mean, 
wait for somebody to pitch a good movie to you before you're just like, hey, we're going to put all these movies out. I mean, like, well, honestly, what's gonna, they, what's might, gonna happen they might if, have pitches already. But what I'm saying is what's going to happen if they're divor- if they're diverting all of these funds to all these movies that they want to make and somebody comes up with what could possibly be the best movie ever, but they overlook it because they're like, eh, we've got these other movies that people are definitely going to go see just because it has a name connected to it that had really good movies 20, 40 years ago. Right. Like, it's just... It's the future. Drives me fucking insane. I mean, that's also why there's many, like, other smaller movies that come out. I mean, there are. That get good critical acclaim and not they weren't put out by, you know... Critically acclaimed doesn't mean shit to me anymore. (laughs) because <laughs> i i saw that shaft right i haven't seen the movie shaft yet right but uh shaft has 0.5 out of 5 rating uh from one critic like 20 percent on other things like it, it's like getting fucking slaughtered by critics right but right. then you look at what people are saying they're saying it's the funniest movie that they have seen in a long time right. they say it's hilarious uh it shows like serious um relationship between a father a son and grandfather um shows the difference between uh being a black man back like the way like being a black being oh gosh <laughs> being a black man back in the 80s or whatever and being a black being a black teenager or a black 20 year old now right so like it and also it's full of action it's super cool like everybody's saying it's a great movie, but then right. all the critics say it's one of the worst movies and it's tone deaf and blah, 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 blah. Like, shut the fuck up. Well, that's, yeah. I guess, I mean, yeah, I guess as far as critics go, I mean, it has changed because everybody is a critic at this point. Well, everybody's fucking, like, all the critics are scared to say that a movie that they think isn't PC is good. Like, mm-hmm. they're terrified of that. Right. Because they're afraid that they're that they're going to be shunned or whatever. Yeah, like their reputation as a critic will be ruined. Yeah, and that's one of the things that they say. They say that it's tone deaf in this day and age, or that um, that it's just dirty and has like is extremely racist in nature and all this stuff. Like, shut the fuck up! You're looking <laughs> into it too much. Like, right. most people don't go to movies looking for that underlying racist message or whatever. And also the three main characters are black guys. One of which is one of the, probably one of the wealthiest black people on earth. Sam Jackson. Yes. Like, and he's, he's not, I don't see him doing a movie that would come off as racist or anything like that. Just because it matches the character, the way that it was originally created. Right. Like maybe you could say, Oh, I don't know. I mean, the original writers were pretty shitty. Sure. But if they want to make a movie that is true to the original character, let them make the fucking movie. All right. Next, next business idea. We become movie critics, but we only put out good reviews for every movie. No, because that's, that's stupid. No, no, no. Yeah. See, everybody puts out, they're going to go with the flow. It's like, we'll just go outside. Maybe we don't say they're all good. But everybody says it's a good movie, we say it's a bad movie. Everybody says it's a bad movie, we say it's a good movie. And that'll fuck up the whole uh, environment of <laughs> critics. We need people to do that, though. Honestly. Screw it up. No, it's not even necessarily screw it up. Is like, maybe if the critics... I mean, obviously, it would take a lot more than just one critic. Right. Um, but if critics saw 
other critics saying like, Hey, like this is funny. Sure. It's not the most PC thing in the world, but it's pretty fucking funny. And, uh, it's just a good movie. Like maybe it could, it could start, a just a paradigm shift and it'll, it'll shift back to movies or to people like, like critically acclaimed movies, just being good movies instead of having this fucking message. That's like, Oh, you know, we're so accepting of everybody. Uh, Shut up. I don't give a fuck about that. Like, the reason why you go see a movie is to suspend disbelief, right? Right. And to kind of lose yourself in something that isn't real. Right. When all you hear about is the fact that people are being taken down because they're not PC or, um, or, um, or that the culture shifting, you know, or that women are strong outside, like in the real world, you're always hearing that, right? Which right. isn't wrong obviously like women are strong but if you just make a character that's a woman that's strong and don't fucking shove it in everybody's face people would be more willing to be like hey you know what like it's subconscious at that point right right because you don't care you want to go into the movie to get away from all the shit that's out there right right. the news is constantly just talking about the same shit and when you go and watch a movie you don't want to hear the same shit again it's fucking absurd it drives me insane (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I see what you're saying. That's why I don't go see movies anymore. No, uh, that's they a good, all have that's that a good shit. take. Yeah, like Riverdale, right? <laughs> Love right. that show. Back to Riverdale. Fucking amazing, right? So good. But there's the occasional thing that's like um, Archie's Archie wants to write songs for Josie and the Pussycats. Josie and the Pussycats, all black girls, right? Sure. And they they invite him in to so he can just kind of sit in on them like writing songs or whatever because he wants to learn how to write music. Um, and then he, like, is a really talented songwriter. So he's, like, trying to kind of give his input or whatever. Like, hey, you know, I've kind of got a line that might work here. And Josie's, like, uh, as, as a basically saying, like, as a white man, you don't know the plight of a black woman. Okay. Right? And, like, it, it's basically that blatant. Right. Like, uh, those aren't the exact words. But she does say, like, you don't understand what I've gone through in my life. Yeah, or what they're like trying that. to sing about or whatever. Um, the good news is, is that very quickly he gives her a line that is fucking baller shit and rounds the song out. And she's like, okay, see what you got. <laughs> so there, there are moments like that. that I'm like, oh my God, shut the fuck up. I don't care. I just want to, like, I love that show. It's so good. I would, I almost want to say I need to watch it having a stronger opinion, but it just sounds like the scene was kicking him to the side because he's a newbie. And then, oh yeah, he proved himself. Let's bring him in. It wasn't necessarily a, a huge trust me a huge like interference in the scene because they got on a podium. I'm telling you right now, you think 100 took me out of the episode. Oh, okay. Like I actually paused it, called Charlie, and said, "You know how I am with the PC stuff and movies and TV shows and stuff." She's like, "Yeah." I said, "There was this scene and uh, where Archie is trying to do you know the whole scene." Right. She's like, "Yeah, I knew that you wouldn't like that." I said, "Yeah, it fucking annoyed me." <laughs> Like, it's stupid. Like, it's unnecessary. Sure. Like, oh, God. <laughs> That's great. <sighs> I don't know, man. It, media fucking drives me insane now. I want you to watch, uh, no connection to what we just talked about, but, well, I guess little connection, like, just talking about a movie that takes you out of it, but this is a it's called Sorry to Bother You. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a new one as of, like, last year or something, but uh, it's just... It's about, I don't even, I haven't watched it since, I've watched it in theaters, but 
from what I know about the movie and what you're talking about, I want you to watch it and let me know what you think. Oh, shit. As okay. far as as far as how uh, the movie, how you like the movie, because I will tell you right now, there's bizarre as fuck like shit that happens in that movie, mm-hmm. but there is also day to day life. But obviously, where they cross, that's where the movie becomes crazy and interesting and whatnot. But I want you to watch it. I won't try to say anything more because there's other parts of the movie that I'd wa- I'd rather you watch and then we talk about. Yeah. Um. But you should watch that and then let me know what you think, especially having that point of view where it comes in like you don't want that kind of whatever yeah. scene or culture in that movie thrown in your face. Well, I don't I don't necessarily even have a problem with people having like the the background thing, right? Where it's just kind of like it's just part of the character's like personality. Right. Or they're like it's just part of the story. Yeah, but the second that you try to shoehorn it in, it's just annoying. Right. Like um Okay, maybe. Uh, okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. no. I was. I was just trying to think of why it matters to watch Sired Body. One, it's a movie, and I like it. But maybe it doesn't matter as much as this. But I still want you to watch it so we can talk about it. Yeah. Well. Um. But like people. Like, okay. So the reason why movies that have more of a left bent or whatever, or the reason why um, the left is winning the culture war right now. Sure. We're getting, we're getting to this right now. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The reason why the left is winning the culture war is because with movies. And stuff and TV shows and things of that nature, they don't make it blatant, or they right. used to not make it super blatant, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like Seinfeld, they basically like they play a game to see who can who can have sex and get an abortion, right? Or make somebody get an abortion. Sure, is one of them. Uh, they have a, a game to see how many people they can have sex with. Like it's just right, right. Um, just stuff like that. And, the characters just being atheist by nature and it not being like a super blatant thing like right. not being super upfront like hey god's not real like they're not saying that all the time it's just right, kind right. of obvious that they don't believe in god um yeah, it's just part of the character in the story it's not like a high point or a low point it's just in the story yes but then the right when they try to make movies they're like in your fucking face like a like uh, they just released a new movie just came out and it's about abortion or whatever sure and it's like a, a woman's real story like this actually happened like she worked at uh for planned parenthood or whatever and then she actually sat and she was like a director of a of a region for right. planned parenthood and then she saw um an abortion happen she was like fuck this i'm out and now she's like super against uh planned parenthood sure. specifically and that's also the abortion. whole movie right that's the whole movie so it's like super in your face like abortion's evil stuff well, like, right so i mean that's the whole point of the story though so it's not necessarily like no, there's a story about a girl but then abortion no you're right but also it's just it's just super in your face whereas i think if they took a more subtle like approach to it like right create like a movie just, where... just a character who happens to like you gotta you gotta be a good writer to do this i can't do it but <laughs> yeah, um to organically create this character in this story where this thing happens and it's totally normal yeah right like um and then you have your own opinion, but that's how the story goes. No, correct. I mean, and it's just like an offhanded, even just like an offhand com- like comment or something like that. I don't know. I mean, there's ways to do it. I'm not a good writer, so I can't do it. <laughs> sure, sure. Um, I know what you mean, though. Yeah, I mean, it's just that's why the right will never win the culture war. But right now, lucky for them, the left is fucking ruining it for themselves. By being super in your face about it. Sure. 
Because, I mean, Captain Marvel didn't have to happen. That's a B character. No, it's not. What are you talking about? It's a very big, it's a very major character. Okay. I don't know. I, I understand the analogy you're going for, but in the same thing that I'll, I'll, like in the Marvel, to your point. Oh, in the Marvel universe it is? Yeah. But I'll say this to your point. They didn't have to make a movie where it was all about women empowerment where it wasn't, it wasn't necessarily, but like in a lot of it where there's just the straight scenes where it's like, uh, she like Brie Larson looking over and be like, I'm a, I'm a strong woman. Yeah. I'm a whatever. And it wasn't necessarily that to a, to a T, but there was very, uh, strong parts of that. And then I don't know, I'm kind of, I'm torn because I don't think that it was necessarily all like that, but it definitely was a huge part of the movie. Yeah. Uh, same thing with like wonder woman. I mean, same idea. Wonder woman though, from what I understand was just a good movie. Well, yeah. So, also, from but what I understand, Captain opinion. Marvel was not a good movie, and they also tried to do that at the same yeah, time. It's yeah, it's it. It depends on where you sit. I don't watch superhero movies anymore, so I just know what I'm. I, see, I've and heard. I watch all superhero movies, so yeah. it, it, it's I don't know. You're me. I, I'm gonna watch it all anyway, and like it or not like it. But you know, it's when you're playing with the like if we're talking about the left, right, different meanings or whatever thing activism that we're trying to like. Yeah. feed in in this in the form or method of a movie you know i don't think either was necessarily oh here you go the women's rights but it was a big deal because like say promos and whatnot it's like the first uh, woman-led film in the marvel universe all that kind of stuff yeah and that may have been you know the women's yeah but, but if, right, you, if you women's do that activism whatever the problem that i have with that is if you want to make a movie that's high that's high grossing you can't cut off half the fucking population obviously right. there's going to be men who are like who are going to be fine with that they're gonna be like oh awesome a, a uh, first yeah. female lead <laughs> for superhero for marvel amazing but then you're gonna have the majority of managers can be like I don't well, fucking care. Just make a good movie, right? Yeah, it's like you got to ride the line of being very pro women, but not de- like negative men. You know? It, yeah. It's it's pro everybody. That's what everything should be, and what everything you know mostly is. But you know, that's it's the the stigma of always having, especially in the superhero, if we stay in this vein, of having this big strong man hero guy save the day. Yeah. So that's what they're you know changing the game or whatever. Not necessarily, but what they're doing by putting, you know, a woman at the front of it and having it be led by that. I mean, I, I understand, I understand wanting to have a female lead, but you just don't have to be like in your face about it. Right. You don't have all the promos don't have to be, uh, her getting pushed down when she's a little girl. Right. Like the the new one or whatever. Sure. The, the new promo that they have for her is literally her getting knocked over and stuff. And then people, sure. and then whoever it was that was like, without us, you have nothing. And she was like, fuck you. I'm strong. Right. Is basically what it was. Right. Right. Like that. You don't have to do that. Like it doesn't yeah. seem necessary to me. Like, like I said, like I've been saying this entire time, if you make a good movie that that's underlying, right? Like that's all you have to do. That's why the left has always been <laughs> winning the culture war. Sure. Because they've all, which honestly, a lot of what the left like uh wants uh, as far as like uh we want women to be equal right which sure. they already are um uh, yeah, so to I, an extent what are you talking about 
I mean, there's wage gaps. There is not. <laughs> there is. Do you want to have this argument right now? Because I can actually, <laughs> I actually have facts. I'm just, I don't have facts. I'm just saying there, there is a large segment where it's like women make 80 cents on the dollar that every man makes. Do you know why? Why? Because in the study that everybody pulls that statistic from, they took every woman, every man has nothing to do with what type of work they do, has nothing okay. to do with how many hours men are willing to work. Because men are way more willing... Versus what women want to work. Men are way more willing to work overtime, whereas women are less likely because they are more likely to want to go home to their children, take care of the home. Like that's just That's just a biological thing. Well, not necessarily biological, but it's also like what's been done forever. Well, I mean, I guess, but if... But I'm just saying as far as the wage gap goes. Yeah, sure. Men die statistically... Like it's a statistic. Yeah, it's earlier. It's statistically significant the amount of men that die in, on the work or on the work or in the in, workplace. In the workplace, um, women have a much lower death rate. Therefore, most men do more dangerous jobs. More dangerous jobs pay significantly more because there's right. hazard pay. Um, and then women. But what do you? Okay, sorry. Go ahead. In that. There, sure, there is the biological traditional sense where men do the dangerous jobs. Yeah. But at the same time, there's the men that have always been doing the dangerous jobs that it's kind of like their thing. And then they don't necessarily let women get into that job that that work like that. I don't know if we can have an example of a job that but you know what I mean? I mean like construction. Sure. Construction. Yeah, the, majority, so like, the majority of, of workplace deaths are in construction. Yeah. So we'll say construction, like, and we'll say it's it's mainly men. Men do this job, but say women want to start doing that job but can't because I've, I've worked with many women on construction. So jobs. that's good. That's what I'm saying. But we'll say the as far as not equality, but as evenness between how many men versus how many women, strongly men because I mean traditionally it's always men. And, and I also I honestly think that women are meant like biologically like this is no seriously <laughs> sure, sure. biologically their brains are more likely to lean towards uh caregiving type work which is why the majority sure. of teachers are women yeah the majority it's, it's of facts, nurses sure. are women a lot of doctors nowadays are women mm-hmm. um anything like that women are more likely to lean towards right but that's not i mean that i'm those are facts that exist today but it shouldn't be the guidelines i don't think it is i don't think it is well i'm just i'm that's what i'm saying that's where we are now whereas like say there are other jobs or whatever that women are trying to get into and they are slowly over time but it's like instead of having the you know the facts become the guidelines or something like that that's kind of like where the the push is right now on top of you know whatever other Activism. I would say at this point, it's not. It has nothing to do with anything societal, per se. Mm-hmm. I'd say it's more. Uh, I guess it is societal because it's cultural, right? It has nothing to do with women are not equal. Most, if you ask just about anybody in the world, mm-hmm. women are equal, or not in the world, at least in the United States and in first world countries, women right. are equal. Right, right. They, they have all. Every woman has the exact same rights that a man has. Of course, I mean in this modern day. Yes, yeah. um, in the United States. In the United States, uh, women have all the exact same rights. Women can have the exact same jobs if they want them. It's just most women are not going to go towards STEM currently, which there are a lot more than there used to be. 
and that's because of a cultural shift. I'd in, say, yeah, I'd say in the next in you know, school. I mean, there is already a shift of you know women in the uh, medical and higher up fields of that you know science and engineering. Yeah, definitely but engineering. I'm sure in the next you know 20 years women might take over most of those fields it's definitely possible because i mean that's just the way the modern day that way things are going because i mean there is a sure there's a split on a lot of things but i'm sure there's going to be higher women and not higher what am i trying to say more women a higher volume of women in those you know stem fields well especially when um when people are so scared of looking as though they are favoring men that they're going to pay women more. Sure. Yeah. Which, that, I mean, that is also a factor, which, um, like affirmative action, I think is bullshit. I don't think that that helps anything. Um, all that does is discriminate against, discriminate against the people that you aren't benefiting with affirmative action. Sure. Um, I mean like just with Harvard or whatever it was, um, Asian students were being, they were, they had a more difficult time getting into Harvard because they had so many and right. they wanted to make sure that everything was equal. That's not right. You should, whoever is the best for the job, whoever yeah. is going to do the best at the school, whoever is going to, um, just do the better job. Right. Or is who should get the job. Doesn't fucking matter about race. Doesn't matter about age. Shouldn't matter about gender, anything like that. Right. It's, it's funny because I don't know. I guess I, on a couple of podcasts ago, I remember talking about the AI that's going to interview, like the AI yeah. interview, like yeah. that kind of thing. It's definitely going to be a an industry that up, up, uproots because of, not uproots, what I'm trying to say, it gets bigger yeah. because of different things like that. Yeah, I just think Same that. Same thing with college entrance type stuff. The only problem, like, like I think exactly what we said before, is that if somebody wants to do, say, affirmative action or wants to keep out women or whatever, then they can just fucking just play with it and change it. Well, yeah, it's just all about algorithms at that algorithms at that point. But yeah. that's what I'm saying is that you know I don't think it. Um, I don't know. I I don't I don't see that being any more helpful than what we already have going on. Yeah. I'm sure there's, always, well, there will always be human interaction in that, but it's not like going to be streamlined robots doing everything, but it's definitely like a step in the right direction as far as like a not being judgmental towards, you know, race, ethnicity, greed, whatever. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, with, um, like with the companies, Gender. the companies that I've worked with, that I work like currently that I work for, and also uh, companies that 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 I have worked for in the past that are construction, it like they don't necessarily look at anything except for the resume. Right. Um. I mean, the also these companies are woman-owned. Like, I mean, right. It's um. I think that the shift is happening. I just don't think that it'll ever be equal in the in the lines of work that that technically or that that create that wage gap based right. on that study um you know because men i hate to say it sounds bad but men are physically stronger than women sure men are also more impulsive than women on on yeah more often than not men are more willing to put their lives on the line for work to make money to support their family sure women are more likely to i mean charlie's like charlie wants to do this stay at home 
Right. Right? Like, which isn't every woman. But no, of course it's it, not. But it is a high, maybe a moderate, mild, I don't know. It's definitely way more percentage. likely than a man wanting to do it. Yeah. Like, women can get, can fulfill that, that feeling of purpose by raising a child because they are biologically designed to raise a child. Right. right? Like, but they it, actually, they hold the child inside not, them for nine months. Yeah, not to say that. That is their sole purpose, well, of but course it, it's is, not. it is a, you know, a normal thing that happens. Evolutionarily though, 100% their sole purpose. <laughs> okay. I mean, it is. It, when you go down to genes. But and, that's what I'm saying. That So the way that humans have evolved, human. the way that humans have evolved is 100% the reason why jobs are split the way they are. Sure. Men are way more likely to bust their asses nonstop and willing to work 60 hours a week to get that overtime women yeah. will there are women who are ceos of companies that will bust their ass and work yeah, 90 hour yeah, weeks I, yeah that's where i'm just kind of no, I, I, I know what you're trying to do but also that's not what i'm doing right i'm not trying <laughs> to i'm not trying to belittle women because obviously no you're saying yeah no you're saying the facts there i'm just saying it's it's not final as in it's 100% men 100% women this or that well no absolutely not because it's just more ma- like majority wise yes at least currently i don't know how humans will evolve in the future it could be the exact opposite right right um but currently the way things are the reason why there's a wage gap is because men work way more dangerous jobs and women are more likely to take off extra more hours or to work less hours in general because they want to spend time with their families all right sure so at least that's what that study didn't take into account because they took the average of all women, average of all men. Where do we start with this? I don't know. I don't care. Oh, we were talking about um, just women in movies. Yeah, basically just people trying to push an agenda too aggressively in movies. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, so that's the uh, seventy cent or seventy-seven cents to the dollar uh, argument debunked. Right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I was gonna I was gonna talk about my failed prediction of the NBA finals yeah, go ahead. that I decided to do on the last podcast. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, which anybody that actually paid attention uh knew that Raptors won in game five, whatever six. It was, game six. Um which I which I was thinking, you know, based on riggedness or whatever, uh corruption or whatever paying players off would is that they would force a game seven for ratings and stuff like that. But it looks like it didn't happen. Clay Thompson went down, broke his leg or whatever the hell. Uh, he tore his ACL. Yeah. So forced, it just basically ended the game past there. So hey man, they told, gave it, they I gave my ACL too. Oh, you're just like, Clay Thompson. <laughs> <laughs> just like him. But they, uh, they gave it a little bit. It still had like a spicy ending. Cause it was like down to the last second, like 0.9 seconds left. And they called a foul on like the last point or something, and it was just a huge thing. So they had to redo it, but either way, they won. So hmm. that was done. Yeah, I don't care about basketball, but I'm glad you enjoyed <laughs> watching it. Yeah. And I'm upset your prediction was incorrect. Uh, the other housekeeping we could talk about was another story that you found about the SunTrust BBT merger. Oh, yeah. Here's the conclusion of what the name is going to be. Now that SunTrust and BB&T have uh, officially merged, I don't know if I'm, I'm not sure if they're officially merged yet, but they have decided upon a name, mm-hmm. and it is awful. 
I'm not a fan of the name. Oh, I thought you were going to say the name was awful. No, no. The, the name is Truist. The awful bank. Truist Bank. Truist Bank. It's the truest. It's not yeah, the falsest. It's, it's misspelled truest. Yeah. Which is funny because it's like Sun Trust. But they just add an I. But they add an I and got rid of the sun. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, who knows what the, I guess, what the plan was I guess was what there. they're trying to do, right? They, they, must have, they must have done some sort of testing or whatever. Like, oh, which ones do people prefer? Which one makes them feel happier? <laughs> Put people in a room. Well, yeah, basically with a bunch of buttons that they're like, this one makes me happy. Sure. Um, But I don't know. I, I guess with the way that things have been going marketing-wise, every, like, Dunkin' Donuts just went down to Dunkin', right? Oh yeah. Uh, SunTrust is basically after they purchase purchase BB&T, they're like. Well, I think BB&T purchased SunTrust. Incorrect. Not really. SunTrust is a lot bigger than BB&T. Well, I thought the whole thing was that BB&T bought SunTrust. No, SunTrust. Uh, I think SunTrust bought BB&T. Are you sure? Yeah, I swear we talked Cause, about cause this. Because SunTrust is moving their headquarters to South Carolina, so they purchased BB&T. I think is. Oh, I thought I think that's what I heard. Around. I might I be wrong. wrong. Um. But, um, but you know, I, I think with marketing these days, people are so lazy that they don't like reading more than one word. So, sure. what, so they're like, let's just go ahead and condense it down to something small. And they probably couldn't do just trust. Right. So truest. I don't know what that says about this, uh, about our generation or our current civilization that's going on here, but people are lazy. <laughs> sure. Um, something something that I thought was funny, which has nothing to do with this. Um, I saw a tweet that said, uh, humans are, he said, I find it fascinating that humans had rotary phones and thought, wow, this is really cumbersome. Let's make something small so I can just send really fast letters. Wait, I, sorry. Funny. I was not listening to you. Oh, well, I'm not going to say it again. Oh, sorry. All I right. just, I saw that it says, cause one, it is a merger. Yeah. But two, it says BB and T is buying SunTrust is in largest bank m- mega bank merger since financial crisis i guess that's what i said um last said, time i guess that's the article i read last time yeah but now you're saying SunTrust is buying i don't know for sure i might yeah, be wrong i think it's yeah uh, who knows i you think it's just a merger buy this honestly okay anyway but yeah so is that the only housekeeping we had yeah just previous story i'm sure there's more but that was the two that came to mind all right, cool. Well, um, I guess we're going to wrap it here. All right. Yeah. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to episode 19 of Chip Tooth Podcast. Almost number 20. Yep. Do all the things you do for podcasts. You know, I don't, I'm not going to list them. Tell your, tell your mom. Yeah, we'll definitely tell your she'll mom. She'll tell her friends. Yeah, we want a lot of old listeners. I think is what we want. I think it's the demo we're going to aim for. <laughs> um, depending on how old you are, if you're telling your mom, I guess. Uh, go buy a go buy Ninja's book. Hmm. We'll write the prologue for it, so we'll get a little bit of pump there. Maybe, maybe we will. <laughs> uh, but you know, uh, if you haven't done most of the things that you're supposed to do for podcasts at this point, supposed you're not, to do, you're not going to do them. So um, I'm going to list them anyway, just in case you don't know. Subscribe, <laughs> share, every rate, review. All right, there we go. All right. Um, but thanks for listening. Uh, you guys are cool. We're a lot cooler. Suck a dick. Bye.